live and on lockdown. Are you ready? Ready, ready? Broadcasting from Edinburgh, Scotland and across the globe. Listen here. You're listening to Ramsey Unleashed, going beyond borders podcast. The host, Fraser Ramsey. Hey, this is Afia Letham, creator of the Frame Your Day app, helping you walk out every day in victory. I'm proud to be a sponsor of Ramsey Unleash, going beyond borders. Hi, this is Zakia Ringgold from NaturalSoapByZakia.com, proud sponsors of the Ramsey Unleashed, going beyond borders podcast. And welcome to another edition to the Ramsey Unleashed, going beyond borders podcast. Uh, I've got to know it's been a while. I keep saying it's been a while since I've done a podcast, because it basically is, and it seems to take forever. And my long gaps when I finally decided to do a podcast because I'm getting busy again. So, uh, and plus, yeah, when we're busy, which is good, I mean, you're trying to organize time zones and everything else, it can, yeah, it's a challenge at the best of times around the world. But hence, it makes it fun. It makes it interesting. And it's, <laughs> but we get you get there in the end, you get there. So um, another interview uh, with somebody in America, and uh, we're just going to have a general chit-chat. As I say, with those who listen to my podcast, keep it fairly chilled. It's like having a cup of coffee with the guest and having a letting it flow. Any day, it's all about the guest. It's not about me. It's about their story. It's about their story, which is about their life, how you can be challenged, and how the experience they've come through in their life and how they've come through what they've come through what they've gone through, I should say, so they can be coming to the other end and be that better person and to be able to serve others in what they do. So uh, I just want to, and there's people who will be watching on Facebook, I can see. I've got my friend uh, Gary Lutet, who's in Edinburgh as well, watching on the Facebook side. And hi, Gary, hope you're keeping well. Uh, but yeah, we've another podcast interview with uh, on Ramsey Unleashed, Going Beyond Borders, uh, and we'll welcome my guest, Sunshine Walker, welcome to the Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders podcast. Thank you for having me. Hello. How are, you, how are you keeping? How are you doing? This is your sort of first, second podcast. How many podcasts have you done in your life so far? This is actually my second podcast. <laughs> there you go. So you're not, not too nervous then, no? <laughs> yeah, I am terrified of the camera. <laughs> I am literally terrified of the camera. This is my second one. Yes. Well, TV stardom awaits. Don't worry, you'll be fine. Uh, just give it time. <laughs> After about the fifth, you'll be ready to take on Hollywood. It'll be sorted, okay? Yeah. So tell us, who is Sunshine Walker? That's, I mean, people know my schedule, how I plan it. Tell us, who is Sunshine Walker now? Tell us a bit about who, what do you do now and what who, in your day job or just, yeah, what you do. What do you do now? Who's Sunshine Walker now? Where are you from? Well, I'm, my name is Sunshine Walker, and I am a publisher. I'm a best-selling author. I am an empowerment business success coach. I am a minister, and I am a person who loves people, who loves God first and foremost, and I'm just here to help people discover who they are. I'm love and light. That's who I am. I am love and light. That's who I am. That in a nutshell. That's it. Nope. Love and light. So who are your kind of potential clients for you for who, what you do? Um, my potential clients are, because I'm a publisher, my, the name of my publishing company is Royal Press Publishing Company. And I help aspiring authors, consultants, coaches, and um, authors. I help them write, publish, 
and monetize their books to six and seven figures. That's what I do. I also, I do so many different things. I'm a serial entre entrepreneur. I help people establish their um, businesses, start their business and scale it to seven figures. That's what I there do. And I'm also a minister as well. So you keep yourself busy, say the least. Yeah, I stay busy. That's good. Now, let's do what we usually do to everyone, is let's really get the, the nitty-gritty. The You didn't get there by chance. You had to be, obviously put a, hard, a lot of hard work in. So we're going to find it, the, building the foundations, obviously the foundations in your life, the challenges you've gone through in mm -hmm. your life. So let's start at the beginning. Uh, this is where, and un, unravel the story. So tell us about where you originally grew up, your life, growing up, good, bad, ugly, just tell us it all. Keep it real, keep it raw, and go for it. Well, I am originally from, I'm from Washington, D.C. I'm a Washingtonian, born and raised. I am the youngest of nine children, and my mom and my dad, we're from, my mom, my dad was from South Carolina. My mom was from D.C., and um, I had a, I come from a very dysfunctional family, a very dysfunctional family. Um, my mom was an alcoholic. My mom passed away when I was just 12 years of age from cancer, from her drinking and things of that sort. And uh, my father was a deacon in the church. My mom and dad um, raised, they raised my three cousins, which was my father's children, his three kids. When he passed away, um, they raised, my mom and dad raised my three cousins. And also we raised a family friend, which was Tom. So it was 15 people growing up in our household. And um, there was love there, but it was very dysfunctional because growing up with a mom who was an alcoholic, there was, you know, I never heard the words that I, I love you. I never heard you can do anything. My mom never told me that. My mom was dealing in retrospect, retrospect. I'm talking in retrospect now because through therapy, years of therapy and things of that sort. And I'll get to that in a moment. But growing up in the household as a child and my mom being an alcoholic, you know, it was dysfunctional. There was so much dysfunctionalism. I'm the youngest of nine children and didn't understand a lot of things that was happening at the time until now I'm an adult looking at everything again in retrospect. It, it was, it was kind of hard and it was pretty hard as a 12 year old girl losing her mom and growing up without a mother, not being able to um, digest that. And I internalized that for so many years. I internalized that and I never dealt with my mom's death up until the age of 28. I was 12 when my mom passed away. And my dad, 16 years later, my dad passed away suddenly from a heart attack. And um, I tell this story a lot. Um, at the age of 28, my dad passed away suddenly of a heart attack. I was at work that day. It was February the 10th, 1999. I'll never forget it. I was at work that day. And I was working in Maryland at the time. And I left my job in Maryland to go get some food. We had a soul food carryout called Walker's Carryout in Washington, D.C. And I left work. I was working 12 hours that day. And I got to my father's carryout, saw my dad, my family, went there to get some soul food and things of that sort. My dad was like, when are you going to give me my, my $10? I got $10 from my dad before or whatever. And I was like, dad, I'm going to give you your money. And... I went home that night. I left the carryout. We fed the homeless because my father feeds the homeless. We used to right. feed the homeless every single night. Instead of throwing the food away, my father would feed the homeless. That's what he would do. We would do it together because I was working there before I started working um, at my other job. And at any rate, 
I went home after we closed up, fed the homeless and things of that sort, fell asleep, actually cried myself to sleep that night because I was in a relationship at that time that I should have never been in, but that's a different topic for another, another interview. Um, and I was awakened out of my sleep by my oldest sister who told me, she said, daddy had a heart attack. And when she told me that daddy had a heart attack, I hung up the phone and immediately I started um, crying and praying to God and asking God to heal my father, to heal him. And then a few moments later, my cousin, who my mom and dad raised, who grew up with me, she called and said that my dad didn't make it. And I just lost it. I remember just falling, crying uncontrollably, falling on the floor in the bathroom of my, of my apartment at the time. I had my oldest daughter who was only seven, six or seven years old at that time. I went into her room, got her dressed. I called her dad, told him I need to bring her over there. I couldn't even tell him what was going on. I couldn't even, I just was just crying. I was just so upset. And I don't even remember driving from my house in Maryland to my dad's um, house in DC. It was just like a blur, it was so surreal. And my body was just numb. I was just numb. God really drove that car for me that night because I was so, so everything was so surreal. Every, I was just numb. And once I got to my father's apartment, then I dropped my daughter off at her father's house. I couldn't even tell his brother answered the door. I couldn't even say anything. I couldn't even tell him what I, I was still crying uncontrollably at that time. And I gave my daughter, my youngest daughter to him at the time. And I just left. When I got to my father's apartment building, my nephew arrived there shortly thereafter. And he started, and he's a pastor and he prayed with me in the car. I was still crying. I was still like, just, I just couldn't believe what was happening in shock. And we drove to the hospital. I couldn't bring myself to go and see my father for the last time in the hospital. I could not do it. So about when we got back to the, my father's apartment building and his um, Reverend Russell was praying with us, the family. And as we were, as he was praying and we were holding hands and our heads were bowed, I started having chest pains, rapid heartbeat, shortness of breath, tingling in my hands and my feet. I felt like I was dying and I didn't say anything. I just proceeded, didn't say anything, was just going through the motions and feeling those feelings and things of that sort. But those feelings of chest pain, rapid heartbeat, shortness of breath, tingling in my hands and feet, they continued about a week well after we buried my father. We buried my father less than a week after his death. We buried him quickly. So I drove myself to the emergency room after work one night in DC and the ER doctor the cardiologist, he couldn't understand why my heart was beating so fast. And I said I was having chest pains and stuff like that and explaining the symptoms. And they did the test. He couldn't find it. He just could not believe what was happening, how my heart was beating so fast and I wasn't having a heart attack. And the test showed everything was fine. My blood work and everything was fine. He said, "Miss Walker, what I'm going to need you to do is stay. I got to get another cardiologist. I'm calling him for, for him to come in and give you a second opinion to see what's going on. And I was like, no, I have to go to work the next day. I was young at the time. I was like, no, I have to go to work. I'm leaving. And that was my first time ever being in an ER in my entire life for myself. So I went home that night and those feelings of chest pain, rapid heartbeat, shortness of breath, they continued. And he put on my discharge papers when I read them that I had an anxiety attack. I never knew what an anxiety attack was in my life. Never knew what it was in my entire, never even heard of that. 
And he said that I needed to see a psychiatrist. And I told him at the time before I left, I was like, I'm not seeing a psychiatrist. Nothing crazy about me. The devil is a liar. I'm not seeing a psychiatrist. But eventually, because those feelings never went away, the chest pain, shortness of breath, they constantly were there all the time. So I had to break down and see a psychiatrist. When I went to see a psychiatrist, I'll never forget it. He told me that I had to deal with the issues of my past. That's what he told me when I explained to him a little bit about my past. He said, you have to deal with the issues of your past. So at that moment, I realized that I never dealt with my mom's death. I was 28 at the time. My mom passed away 16 years prior to that when I was just 12 years old. And I realized like, wow, I never dealt with her death. So what it did, and he explained it to me, that anxiety and that all of that not dealing and suppressing that, it manifested when I lost my dad at the age of 28, suddenly from a heart attack through anxiety. So I ended up losing my job because I couldn't function. I was well on my way to start my very first clothing store, to making millions of dollars. Um, everything was planned out. And I was 28 years old and I was going to resign from my job, but life happened. I started, I was diagnosed with a panic disorder by that psychiatrist on that day. I went into a very deep depression. I couldn't function. I wasn't married at the time. And um, life for me at that time, my life just seemed like it was over. It just seemed like it was over. It really did. You mentioned you briefly, you had you ever got a daughter, you had a daughter or kids? Yes. Mm -hmm. At the time I had um, my youngest daughter, which is my oldest daughter now. She's um, 28. <laughs> and that's Jesus. interesting. That happened to me when I was 28. I'm doing this interview right now when I'm um, when my oldest daughter is 28. How interesting is that? <laughs> She's 28 years old right now. And when that happened, what I was talking about, my when I lost my dad, suddenly I was 28 years old at that time. And she was six at the time. So now I have a, I have two daughters now and a beautiful, adorable little granddaughter. Yeah. Cool. So I'm guessing that your first daughter was to do, your first daughter was to do with the, the relationship you didn't want to talk about. Was it the slightly, un, that other relationship wasn't the best or was it the, was that something else? Um, I'm sorry? Sorry, was it, was it your daughter the, is the daughter from the partner that you had the bad relationship you didn't want to, you want to talk about on another interview or are somebody different? Oh, it was from someone different. It was yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Guys, this you briefly mm -hmm. touched on, on regarding the, your, the previous, um, yeah, your the relationship you said it wasn't obviously for another interview basically. So hence the reason that's cool. But yeah, it, it's bizarre. 28, 28. That's interesting. Um, so you're obviously going, so let's, you've touched on, you're going through, I mean, excuse me, death is a, deal, well, everyone deals with death in many different ways and grief and sometimes you in life you've got to, to keep functioning and to keep moving ahead, you've got to keep working and you don't really get the time to grieve and when somebody's died in your life and you have to, basically, yeah, it's there still, it, and it's sort of a slow healing process. And sometimes dealing with it is not the easiest thing to do uh, at the time because you need to survive, you need to earn money, you need to work and do the things you need to do to keep a roof over your head and the food on the table. So, yes, it's not easy. Uh, so, by seeing a psychiatrist, I mean, did that 
obviously, I mean, to suddenly admit, right, I need to see the psychiatrist. If not, I'm going to explode uh, or I'm going to end up in the hospital myself. I mean, what was, when you got to that stage and seeing the psychiatrist, was it quite nerve-wracking nerve wracking at first? Were you kind of a bit quiet at first? Or did you suddenly just open up and write this as get on with this and open up and get yourself so you could get yourself moving again? It was, like I said, I was young. I never knew yeah. I mm-hmm. mental illness was not even a thought. I didn't even know mental illness existed. Like I said earlier, we had a soul food carryout. I used to work for my father. I've been working for my father since I was seven years old. And right, okay. I left to work somewhere else um, at a um, dealership after that. But the thing that I'm saying, mm-hmm. we used to feed the homeless. And I used to see people walk past my father's carryout, Washington, D.C. Walker's carryout, walk past there, talking to themselves. They'll come into the carryout, talking to themselves, you know, and everything, and we'll, some of them, they'll come and they'll order their food, I'll service them, and I never thought anything of it, I was like, they was like, they're just crazy, or whatever, but I never thought anything of it, I just thought that they could bounce back, that it wasn't, I didn't know anything, I was so ignorant of mental illness, I was so Mm. ignorant of that, and it wasn't until I was diagnosed, when I got that, um, when I went to the ER, when I was having those chest pains, the rapid heartbeat, that continued, ever since I heard that my father had passed away, that I went to the ER because it's very debilitating. When you have panic attacks, anxiety attacks, anxiety attacks and panic attacks are the same thing. So you'll hear people saying anxiety attacks. You'll hear people saying panic attacks. They're the, they're the exact, they're the exact same thing. They're the exact same thing. So what, what happened to me was once I was actually going through those things, the depression came after that because you don't, it's very debilitating. I couldn't function. I could no longer work. And when I went, I finally had to break down. It wasn't even a choice. It's like, I didn't have a choice. If I wanted to get back to some type of normalcy and understand what was happening to me, I had to deal with the root of the problem. So because the ER doctor told me that I had an anxiety attack, which I never knew anything about. Um, didn't even know anything about anxiety or anything like that. That was my first time. So I had to Google it for one to see what that was and what that meant. And then as far as a psychiatrist, when you are dealing with anxiety, depression, anything like that, you have to see a psychiatrist. You can't go see a normal doctor. So I had to eventually go see a psychiatrist because I kept having those chest pains. Felt like somebody those tingling in my hands and in my feet, I could not function. I couldn't drive more than five minutes without having a panic attack or an anxiety attack. I felt like somebody was literally squeezing my heart. It was so brutal and debilitating. I could not work. I was making money. I was very successful, full of life at the time, and I just couldn't function. So I had to break down and go see a psychiatrist. And during that time, like I said, he told me that I had to deal with the issues of my past and I never dealt with my mom's death and I never realized that I didn't deal with her death. I suppressed it for 16 years. This was 16 years later and I'm losing my dad. My dad was my everything. He was my world. He was my God. And when my father passed away, that's when I developed an intimate relationship with God because I felt like my life was falling apart. But I want to touch upon get back to the the anxiety 
the panic disorder. My yeah. psychiatrist, when he diagnosed me with the panic disorder, I didn't become, I didn't know anything about depression either. I didn't know anything mm -hmm. about that. That's how ignorant I was of mental illness right. until I was diagnosed with a panic disorder. And when I could no longer work or function, I didn't have a support system or anything like that at the time. My family didn't understand anything about mental illness. They did, they were ignorant of it as well. So I felt all alone at that time. So I had to see start seeing a psychiatrist. I started doing research as to what an anxiety, anxiety attacks are, things of that sort. And then I fell into a really deep depression. I had to quit my job. I just could not function. I didn't have my husband. At, I didn't have a husband at the time. So I couldn't function. I had to quit my job. Life as I knew it was over. I felt like my life was over. Every time I, I was having attacks, like, oh gosh, all day, every day. Those attacks are things that have caused people to commit um, trigger warning, suicide. The things that I was feeling caused people to take their life. Mm -hmm. And I didn't take my life because I was afraid to die. And I had a daughter that I had to live for. I had to live for my child. So that's what caused me to stay here because I had a child to live for and I was okay. not going to leave her here mm -hmm. so um, dealing with that seeing a psychiatrist then I have to see you have to see a therapist when you're diagnosed with a panic disorder or any type of mental illness like he said I had to deal with the issues of my past you have to see a therapist the therapy is most important it's okay I want to tell someone right now that's listening to me it's okay to not be okay but it's not okay to not get help. Please get the help that you need. Please, I beg you, get the help that you need, professional help that you need. Your life matters. You matter. Someone needs you. Someone needs you. So get the help that you need. If it's mental health, get the mental health that you need. No shame. Please get the help that you need because somebody needs you to survive. And you matter. You are enough. I don't care who you are, where you live, what your social ethnic background is or economic background is. Please understand it's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to not go get help. It's okay to get help so that you can heal, so that you can be a blessing to someone because you were created for a purpose. You were created to be a blessing to others. You were created to reach people lies we were all created to reach people we are created to be a blessing we are created to love one another serve one another you have specific people that you need to serve so if you're dealing anyone on this interview if you're dealing with any type of depression because we are in a pandemic millions of people have lost their lives because of this pandemic the COVID 19 and things of that sort a lot of people as i speak the, the suicide rate is so high right now amongst just not even amongst adults. It's amongst our children. And I, that's what the work that I do. I also advocate for mental health. I do that all the time to help save lives. You have to speak up. You got to speak up. You have to speak up. Somebody life depends on it. And most importantly, you matter. Your life depends on it. Get the professional help that you need. It's okay. Well, take up. Brief pause there at the moment. So I'm just going to do a, the usual shout out to, to people who support the podcast and the people uh, I support. And uh, Eileen Smith, who's in Philadelphia, uh, shout out to Eileen Smith from EileenSmith.com. Uh, if you're looking for constantly doing testing, live streaming platforms, and you'll, if you're not, if you're stuck looking for something to use for a podcast, or she's the 
She's certainly the queen of information when it comes to uh, trialing, trial and error of software and things to use. Uh, she will happily help you out uh, if you just go to our website. She's always got a YouTube channel as well. Um, and people who obviously there's a Kia Ringo with natural soap by Zakia. This frame your day wear by Ife Alitham. I just want to thank you to them. Uh, Brent Mann, BrentManMusic.com. I uh, highly recommend He's and would love to get him a second album out. Uh, he's an artist, ex, former X Factor USA semi finalist. He's got a great country gospel album. I'd love to get that second album one day from him. Um, but yeah, we've got lots of people. Peter Charles uh, is our singer from uh, near New York. We've got, um, yeah, I'm losing my track on who I remember. I remember all the people, but I'm just going to, I don't want to keep rabbiting on about who they are. But also, uh, but we have lots of people in our show notes who support the show. I want to thank you for them. Uh, and we're going to carry on with my guest, Sunshine Walker. And we're going to, as I've just had a, a comment, we are sort of using a video segment for our podcast. We are live uh, on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. But uh, we are will be for the podcast remaining listening. And we have had one of my former guests, Dr. Jasmine Gordon, an author who's from Atlanta, who is originally from Jamaica, who is watching. And shout out to her because you can listen to that interview. Um, uh, you can go back and listen to my interview with her. She's an author as well. Uh, she's a writing book. She's written one and a few others. But anyway, uh, that's that is then, and you can go back. But this is the now. So my guest, Sunshine Walker, we're going to count. We're obviously touching on mental mental health, uh, not knowing what mental health was and understanding it and understanding depression, and it, it can be triggered and it can happen in any way. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be a death. It can be something else. It can be happen and triggered in many different ways in our life. And uh, it's only really over the last several years or especially over the last of lockdown due to COVID, um, if I'll be hearing that word, uh, well, hopefully it's been really more highlighted regarding mental health because we have been literally cooped up uh, because we couldn't really go anywhere. But we'll, um, coming back to Sunshine, um, yeah, so let's carry on with your story and let's tell us what the next stages regarding you and what you've just been doing? Um, my next stages is continue to do what I'm doing, advocating for mental health, running my businesses, helping authors publish their books, write, publish, and monetize their books to seven figures. Also, um, helping people start successful businesses and scale their businesses to seven figures, helping people with mental health and helping save lives, spreading the word of God because I am a minister. So spreading the word of God first and foremost, helping people to live their um, an amazing, purpose-filled, God-driven life. So when did you start getting, when did you start healing yourself so you could then start helping people? Oh, okay. Let's talk about the healing. Yeah, because you've well, you've just got you've gone to the psychiatrist. You've, you're now going through now. It's the process of the therapy and you're healing. So that stage, because when you're healing, you've got to offload. You're offloading to heal, to deal with it, to bring it to the forefront of your life, to get it out, to really get rid of it. So tell us the process that you went through in your healing process. First and foremost, you all hear that. Um, Number one, I broke down and went to see a psychiatrist. That was the first step. That's the one of the first thing is my faith. Okay, believing in God. At that time, I didn't have a relationship with God. So the first step for me at that time in my life was going to see a psychiatrist. That was key for me. 
That is key. If you're going through any type of mental health issue, the first step is please go and seek professional help. It is okay. I cannot stress that enough. It is okay to get help. No shame. And it's private. They won't tell anyone that you're seeing them or anything like that. Your life matters. It is important. So you go see a psychiatrist, then you see a psychotherapist or a therapist. Whatever issue you're dealing with, they have all kinds of professional therapists to help you deal with that issue. So they'll work you through, like the psychiatrist told me to work through the issues of my past from losing my mom and now losing my dad and all the dysfunctionalism that I dealt with in my household coming up as a child that I didn't um, go into or anything like that. But you get the therapy and they'll walk you through the strategies and the tools. They'll give you the strategies and the tools that you need so that you can be able to heal from that. You can be able to function and you can deal with those issues of your past so that you can show up powerfully and positively, positively in people's lives the way you're supposed to show up in life and live your best life um, and be in the right state of mind because you have, as a man, Think of in his heart, so is he. So once I did that, I still was dealing with the symptoms and I wanted to know if God was real. I wanted to know if he was real. And at that time, there was a church on the corner of my house and someone invited me to go to that church on the corner of my house because my, remember I said previously earlier during this interview that I couldn't drive more than five minutes without having an anxiety attack. The shortness of breath, the chest pain, it was so debilitating. And I was Catholic at that time and I would... Not even, I couldn't even function, couldn't even drive. So God is so amazing. He's an ever-present help in a time of trouble. So a church was right less than one block or one minute away from my home. And someone invited me to that church when I was shopping um, shopping at the, um, the, um, the, the mall from my home. And the rest is history. I started going to that church a block away from my house. I was no longer Catholic. Now I'm a living, breathing, acting body of Christ. I study the Bible. I believe the Bible. I'm a faith, um, spiritual woman, but I'm loving light. I'm here to love and serve and to help get people saved, healed, delivered, and set free. In addition to my business and things of that sort, being a best-selling author, a publisher, um, a business consultant and things of that sort. First and foremost, I am an acting, living, breathing, acting body of Christ. So when I started going to that church, I didn't have a relationship with God at the time. And I started going, I got saved, um, I started knowing about God. I started reading the Bible for myself. I started knowing the awesomeness of God. I started loving God, loving his people. And God healed me because I wanted to know if God was real because I didn't have to go to church. Even though my father was a deacon and my mom was Catholic, I was Catholic, but I, they didn't, we weren't forced to go to church in my household. So that's why I didn't have, a, I believe for me, I didn't have a relationship with God at that time. So when I was going to church, like I said, I got saved, I got healed. I was like, God, I want you to show me that you're real. And God showed me that he was real when I went to, it's called Arca Safety. I can mention the name of the church, Arca Safety Christian Church. And I got saved there. I found out through that pastor, the love of God, how to love people, how to really truly love people that you do not know, not just love people that you know. And I just want to say this, life is about loving and serving, not just loving people that you know, or loving, loving your family. Life is always also about being kind to people. We need more people to be kind to one another. We need people to love others more, not just think about ourselves, but we need to be kind to others 
anyone that we come in contact with and love people, not just our family and friends. Love truly makes the world go around. It really does. And love will definitely set you free because love has set me free. But again, from the healing, getting the therapy, because I didn't have a relationship with God at the time when I was diagnosed with a panic disorder, and then I became very depressed, was in a very dark time in my life, couldn't function, couldn't do anything, couldn't work. But God, I was able, God provided. And he's, his word says, and um, Philippians 4.19, he'll supply all of your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. And his word is true because it did that for my life. That's why I always speak the word. That's why I always tell my testimony. Um, always tell my testimony so that people can be set free, so that people can get what they need, that they know that they matter, that we may face challenges, but we can soar above anything we ever face. We as human beings, we are resilient people. So what? So I just say this um, oh, okay. um, the, the clarity of it God healed me because I asked for the healing and I wanted to know if God was real and God I was God showed me that he was real and I got healed so now I am healed from anxiety I don't have depression anxiety anymore so what I, how I live my life is I help other people get set free healed and delivered as well no more suffering in silence I don't want anyone to suffer you don't have to suffer you're not alone get the help that you need and that's what I do every day of my life is I'm always helping people to get set free from anything that holds them down. I, I need to, I'm thinking I need to close my, I'm, I'm doing a video and I think I might need to close my blinds. People probably can't see me because I've got the sun looking at my face. Uh, I'm thinking if you give me a second, I'm going to close my blinds so people may be able to see me because I'm like trying to know look at the sun and the process of looking at the camera at the same time, uh, trying to do a podcast interview live. This is the joys of live interviews. Great. I mean, things happen. It's like, give me yeah. a second. Now. Give me two seconds. I'm going to mute myself and put my camera off so I can close my blinds and come back. So just uh, as you, people are watching, this is like a commercial break. We will be, now I can see. Hey, hey, hey there we go. That's better. <laughs> That's better because I can see what I'm doing now. But from you're, trying to inter you're in the flow of an interview, and you're like, I'm going, I can't see because the sun's blinding me. Help. <laughs> I can do something. That's the fun of a podcast. It's great. So, uh, well, this is, let's, we've kind of, just for summarize, we've touched on a lot. Is there anything else, in the, what you've talked about so far that you'd like to talk about that you feel would impact somebody who's listening? To, uh, listening to you or listening to what you've been through that they might be going through themselves they want might be it might just be the thing they need to hear well i just want to say um that anyone right now that's listening to this interview within the sound of my voice if you're dealing with any type of depression any type of anxiety any type of mental health issue just know that you are not alone. You are not alone and you matter. It is okay to not be okay. Go get the help that you need. See a psychiatrist. You can call 911. If you need to call 911, they'll take you to the hospital to get you the help that you need. You can Google because we live in a world there's so much help for you that's out there. The help is there for you, waiting for you. There is no shame. You matter. Your life matters. You are not alone. Millions of people are dealing with mental health issues. Just get the help that you need. It's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way because somebody needs you. And most importantly, you need you. You were created for a purpose. Somebody, you literally are the answer to someone's prayer. 
you are the answer to someone's problem. But I say you are, I believe you are the answer to someone's prayer. Someone is waiting for you to show up so God can show up in your life, show out in your life. Somebody needs you and you're not alone. I'm going to, I know you said you wanted to do this another, another interview, but you can, even if you want to just, if you're okay to mention it, because I've been listening to you talk, I know whatever's happened to you in the time between your mother's death and then your father's death, there's a major thing that happened to you in your life that I can tell you're holding back a little bit, but I can, I know, I'm going to put a guess, I'm guessing you might have been through some sort of domestic abuse or something through your life with her previous relationship, but I could be wrong. But if you... You can say yeah or nay. You don't have to talk about it, but you can say yes or no if you have. Which I know it's a bit of a major issue. I can tell there's something there that maybe you've been through, experienced, which is on, uh, during the course of your life. Oh, I've been through so many things, and when I talk about things, I'm led by the Holy Spirit to talk about them. Um, but not at the moment. Yes, I have to okay. be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about things. But you, since you mentioned it or what have you, yes, I am a survivor of domestic violence. Um, used to be in relationships because I didn't love myself at that time. I love myself now because I know who I am once I started reading God's word for myself. And I know God showed me he was real and he healed me. That's why I always speak the word of God when I'm on Clubhouse, on social media, whatever. You'll hear me speak the word of God because for me, God's word, he is his word. It's what saved me. It healed me. It delivered me. It set me free. That's how I'm able. And I'm even in my right state of mind. I'm not cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I'm, in, I'm able to have this conversation with you, <laughs> you know, because God did that. When I'm able to have a decent conversation out of all the losses, not just the domestic violence of um, men beating on me or me losing my mom, most importantly, me losing my mom at 12 as a young lady, not growing up with a mom. That was difficult for me. Then losing my dad at the age of 28, suddenly he was my God at the time until I found out who the real living God is, the true living God is. And also losing two of my nephews. They were murdered within a year apart. I lost my best friend to cancer. I lost my oldest sister who helped raise me when my mom passed away when I was 12. I lost my oldest sister to cancer. I lost another best friend of mine in a tragic car accident. And I lost another friend of mine. I've experienced so much grief, so much grief in my life. So I know what that feels like to feel like you're alone, that you're all alone. You have no one. I, that's what I'm saying to anyone that's listening to me. Hear me. Whatever you're going through, it will pass. It will pass. You're talking to a woman who's been through so much. Losing my mom, my, my mom to cancer, 12 years old. My dad at the age of 28, who was my rock, who took care of everything. My best friend to cancer, my sister to cancer, my friend a tragic car accident. Another friend of mine passed away. Feeling like, like I don't have anyone. But God helped me get through that and he healed me. So what I'm doing is I'm helping other people to get healed, saved, delivered, and set free to let you know that you matter. It's not going to last. You are the light. You're going to come out of that dark space. Get the help that you need. God first and foremost. But also it's okay for you to go see a psychiatrist, see what's going on, get therapy, deal with anything that you're dealing with. You are stronger than you think. You are more than a conqueror. The word of God says you are more than a conqueror. Romans 8, 37. 
Believe that you are more. Speak to yourself. Anything that you're going through, speak to it. I speak to anything, even now in my life. When everything's come up in my life, because you never get over losing your parents. You never get over losing best friends. I, I've lost my nephews. You, I, you never get over that. But because of God's grace and his mercy, and I stay in his word, and I speak like you have what you say. The Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. You have what you say. Speak life. Speak victory. People, the world calls it affirmations. It's okay to do affirmations, but most importantly, if you are a believer, speak God's word. God's word is living and active in Hebrews 4.12. It's living and active. It's going to do what it's set out to do. It will heal you. It will deliver you. It will save you. It will set you free. That's why I'm set free right now. That's why I'm so blessed. That's why I'm able to help other people the way I help other people. And I'm going to continue to do that for the rest of the best of my life. So let's... Um... Now, we're going to talk about the latter part. So I'm guessing you're now married now and you've got, you, and what got you into ministry? What made you go down that road or what was the, you don't just, you know, there must be a door that opened or you, somebody approached you and maybe did, did you go and study at Bible college? What decide, What made you, or what, I know God, but I'm just saying, well, what, where did you get directed regarding the ministry side? My pain. My pain. I was dying. I felt like I was dying. And I was. Because had I not gotten the help that I needed, I probably would have died. Okay. But my spirit, the Holy Spirit, that spirit that is in each and every individual that's inside of you, whether you are religious or consider yourself, whatever, it doesn't matter. You, your spirit is what keeps you alive. But for me, when my father passed away at the age of 28 and God allowed me to be inflicted, with chest pains, rapid heartbeat, shortness of breath, and I was diagnosed with that panic disorder and fell into a depression. And millions of people at the sound of my voice right now are suffering from depression and anxiety as we speak. So that now that God showed me he was real, I, like I told you, the man invited me to a church. Yeah. I couldn't even yeah. drive more than five minutes, but God allowed me to be able to meet the but, man. Uh, yeah. I for, and I went to that church yeah. and I found God and I started got saved and I started reading the Bible and learning of God for myself and God healed me. So that's how that happened based on the pain that I was going through. That's how I found out who I was in Christ, who I am and whose I am. So you're not really, are you, but when I say when you're talking about you're in a ministry role or just as in like officially more, or are you just more as in ministering minister to people? From my church, I became a minister at the church where I was. That's yeah. yeah. Okay, that's so yeah. Praying and things yep. of that sort. Um, but let me let me get this. Let me set the record straight for this. A minister yeah. is a servant of God. So you don't yeah. have to go. God called me. Man doesn't call me. God calls you. Man doesn't call you. A minister is a is a servant of God. If you are a servant of God, you are a minister. Now we have churches, churches. I can't speak for all churches, but the churches that I know of here in the United States where I live. The ones that I know of, you they do have a training set up for you to be um, the ought to become a minister. You go through training. We take classes. We um, have the convocation. We have um, the graduation. We have the convocation, and then we get licensed and ordained as a minister. You do have official training. You have seminary school. You have people that go to seminary school. I can go to seminary school to become. Um, um, go to seminary school to further my education and theology so I can become a pastor or what have you. But right now I am a servant of God. I am a minister and anyone who is a servant of God is a minister. Even without, if God told you you're a minister, if you're a servant of God, 
you are a minister. But most churches, you can't be a minister in their church and pray for people and carry on the duties of ministry as a minister unless you go through their training. And that's that's how it's set up. That's cool. That. So, mm -hmm. so what got you, when did you start writing your first book? Writing my first book? Yeah, because obviously you don't just to write a book, it author, takes... Author. Uh, yeah. I wrote my first book in, gosh, wow. I started writing, it was 20-something years ago now. My first book is Free to Be Me, Live Life Victoriously. And um, you can go to my website, www.sunshinewalker.com. And you'll learn more about me. You'll see both of my books. I'm author of two books now. Free to Be Me, Live Life Victoriously is my first book. I published that book in 2017. My second book, 103 Healing Promises of God, where there's hand-selected healing scriptures that if you meditate on those scriptures, you will be healed. The, the, the Word of God says, that's what the Word of God says. You have to believe it. You have to believe it. So it's 103 scriptures that I have in that book. Healing Promises is called 103 Healing Promises of God. And that is on my website as well. So those are the two books I have. I'm working on two more books as we speak. So I have a, my book launch is coming out on my birthday, August the 28th, my 50th birthday. So I will be having my official 50th birthday book launch, August the 28th. Yeah. At 28 seems to be a popular number. <laughs> Because there have been so many pivotal things that have happened to me at the at that number 28, at the age of 28. I was born on the 28th day. My father died when I was 28 years of age. And that could have caused me, caused me to take my life, but it didn't make me stronger and more resilient. And that's why I'm smiling. That's why I can smile in the midst of the pain. Because I, this joy I have, it comes from me knowing who I am in Christ and reading in his word and standing on God's word. I'm a believer of God's word. That's why I'm able to smile. That's why I'm sunshine. That's why I am sunshine. I am love. I am light. And I'm, I can smile in the midst of pain because it is well. It is well. It is well. And I want to tell someone today, whatever you're going through, it will pass. You're going through the valley. Like Psalms 23 says, you're going through the valley of the shadow of death. With that operative word is through. Yea, though I walk through the through, meaning you're going to go through it. You ain't going to be stuck there. You're going to go through it. So just know and revel in that, that you are victorious. You are more than a conqueror, that you're going to get through it. You are resilient and speak life. Speak life. I don't care what it feels like. I've been in darkness. I've been there. So I know what you're going through if you're going through a depression, if you're lonely. I know what being lonely feels like. I'm no longer lonely. I am happily married. But also, most importantly, I love myself. We have to learn how to do that self-love, to know that we are enough, that the Psalms 139 and 14 said, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are more than enough. Don't let society or anyone dictate what beauty is. You are beautiful. You are amazing. Continue to tell yourself that, that I am resilient. I am stronger than I, th I think. You are not alone. And if, if I can heal, if God healed me, and I'm resilient and able to be as successful as I am. To God be all the glory. And we have to do our part because faith without works is dead. You have to believe it. The word of God says, "You what, ask for what you want. 
Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door shall be open. Whatever you want, ask for it. Speak it out. Create the life you want to live by the words that you, your words. Because by your thinking, whatever you think creates your habits. Your habits, whatever you think, as for Proverbs 23, 7, the word of God says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What are you thinking about? Think about what you're thinking about. Think about positive things. Think about things that are lovely, things that are kind, things that are true. Think on those things and you will have a lovely, amazing. That's how you have an amazing life when you think on great things, good things, and know that you are good. There's nothing, even if you're going through something, you're going to get through it. Believe that and receive that and know that you are victorious and you are not alone and somebody needs you and you matter. You matter. Let's talk about your... Let's, t- let's talk about your business a bit more. Let's talk about it. So obviously if you're, you got a client or somebody comes to you and wants to use your services regarding being, helping them like make, develop their books and authors to be, make that to become established uh, by selling their books. So give us your, you, you touched on your ideal client, but tell us the, pro- tell us the process of what do you actually do? What's your, when you have a meeting with your, somebody new and what what's your strategy and how do you strategize with them if somebody wants to hire you talk about what's the process you go through with your a customer to be able to get to what you talk about in your business i'm gonna i'm gonna deal with i'm a what you call a serial entrepreneur i'm a Mm -hmm. child of god a minister first and foremost so i'm a faith-based consultant teacher what have you faith-based So everything I do is based on the word of God. There is success is based on the word of God. Deuteronomy 8.18, God gives you the power, gives us the power to get wealth. Everything I do is based on God's word. And I will give you practical strategies, like as a publishing company. Again, my publishing company is Royal Press Publishing Company. You all can go to my website, um, www.royalpresspublishing.com and you'll be able to know about that part or if you need me to help you publish your book. So I can help you publish your book. I'll help you write your book. You have the packages on there. You can choose whatever package you want. I'll help you write the book. I give you one-on-one author writing services, private VIP, me personally. I'll, so you can have a best-selling book. I'll help you to strategize, market it. I'll publish the book with my publishing company, of course. And help you to market and monetize your book to six and seven figures. That's what I help you do. And it's a process. And you have to be committed to the process. You have to be committed to the process. You will get the strategies and the twos and the tips. I will give you that. And I am definitely your biggest number one fan. And also when I deal with my business clients, as far as from my other business is concerned, Prosperity One Enterprises, where I help entrepreneurs start scale and grow their businesses to up to seven figures and beyond that because I've been in sales for years plenty of years in addition to working for my father since I was seven I've been working for helping my father run his businesses and work in his businesses since I was seven years old I know business the foundations of business never change I have a degree in business management I am qualified more than qualified to get you to the seven figures and beyond. I've worked for multi-million dollar companies where I've generated over a billion dollars in sales. And I am definitely your girl. I am qualified to give you the strategies and the tools and the tips that you need. Everyone has a story inside of them. And what my gift is, 
bringing that story for my publishing company, Royal Press Publishing Company, from that business alone, bringing that story out of you, that story that somebody needs to hear from you for business, life, your testimony, whatever it is, with cookbooks, we do all kinds of stories, all kinds. But most importantly, getting your story out so that God can get the glory and so that you can be a blessing to someone. So that you can, someone can be blessed by your story and what you have to say. That's what my publishing company, that's what I'll help you do and accomplish. And the business side of it, I am very qualified as well to help you scale your business, start your business, a successful business. There are certain strategies and tools and tips that I will give you that you need in order to start your business to grow your business and scale it to that seven figures and beyond. But it is a process. And again, you have to be committed and it has to be a part of your purpose because I don't do things that's not aligned with my purpose. And a lot of times we do things that is not aligned with, our, aligned with our purpose. When things aren't aligned with your purpose, that's where you get the struggle and the resistance. But when something is aligned, aligned with your purpose, it's going to flow, but you still have to put in that work and then it becomes easy for you. Because faith without works is dead. And I'm your girl to help you publish your book, get your story to the masses and to people and to the world to make a positive, powerful impact and to leave that legacy, that legacy that you were born and purpose to leave. And also to grow your business, a successful business, to start and grow a successful business well up to and beyond seven figures once you're, when you're committed. And that's what I do. So over the last day, uh... So year to 18 months did obviously, well, I'm not going to talk about too much about COVID, but obviously the last it's affected the whole world. But how did it affect you and how did you, did it, did it, if it affected you at all, in a sense, but how did it affect you and how did you overcome the what it, if it affected you in some way of the last 18 months that the world has gone through? Yeah, of course. COVID has affected the entire world. <laughs> It affected the entire world, and we're still being affected. Even though the world is opening up, we have the Delta variant that's going on right now. I have been affected. Everyone, I don't want to make this about me, because life is never about me. I always say it's not about me. Everything that I go through is for me to get through it so I can help and bless someone else, and that's what I do. So we all have experienced COVID worldwide. No one that's existing on this earth has not been affected by COVID. Like I said, millions of people's lives have been lost as a result of COVID. So I, because of my faith, my belief in God and my resilience in God and my husband, we read the Bible every day together, my husband and I. Um, and that is what keeps me sane through all of the pain of COVID in life. In addition, um, things that we may go through in life, I'm getting older now and certain things we have to experience, things I'm experiencing for my family. The pain of COVID for me is not being able to give my events. I was giving um, business and ex business expos, seminars, what I was talking about, could not do that anymore. I've had stores, everything had to shut down, but I am resilient. And what I'm doing is I'm pivoting through the pandemic. And that's what I've done. When, when challenges come in life, that's what I help people to do. I help you rise above your ego. I don't say I'm an eagle. We're eagles. You soar above your circumstances and your challenges. And you do what you were created to do. So the pandemic, it really it hurt me in the aspect of I can't see my family because of COVID. I haven't been able to see my family. We haven't been able to have our awesome cookouts because it's a, I come from a, a big family. 
And right. it's a lot of us. And I have a lot of nieces and nephews. So the only thing is that I haven't been able to really see my family the way we see each other like several times a year, big cookouts and birthdays and all that stuff. That's been the most challenging time for me that I haven't been able to see my family as much, but we do, we have met, but yeah, that's the only thing, but I've, I've gotten through it through the grace of God and having my husband and my daughters and my granddaughter, I helped raise my granddaughter. She's so adorable. I get her throughout the week. So that's what helped me to stay sane through COVID not being able to see my other, my extended, my other family members, my siblings, my nieces, my nephews, friends, and loved ones. Yeah, God's word and just me knowing that this too shall pass, and it is. So now we're seeing the world is seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. But we need to understand that we are the light and we create the life. No matter if we could got to stay in the house or not, make the best out of every situation. No matter how dark things may get in your life, I just want to say to you, please make the best out of every situation. No matter what it looks like, it too shall pass. No worries. No worries. No worries. Cast your cares upon God because he cares for you. And that's 1 Peter 5, 7. So going forward, uh, for those who have been listening or watching, maybe you will watch this on YouTube or we're listening to on the podcast, uh, this is obviously Ramsey Unleashed going beyond borders. Uh, my guest, Sunshine Walker. Uh, you did mention where you're from again, but I could, uh, Washington, Washington, D.C., having a bit of a, yeah, <laughs> a bit of a brain it's okay. fall. It's okay. Uh, having a, just uh, crumbs. I forget that one. I only asked it at the beginning. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, we're talking about, we've touched on a bit of mental health and what she's gone through, touched on depression, how she's got uh, through her life and how she's just overcome it. And obviously, through which is main the main trigger was grief in her life of the loss of her uh, mother and dad and other people, and having to deal with it and how she was originally, I mean, was Catholic originally, but has become saved and become a Christian, um, and is now serving. I want. I want. I'm not a Christian. I am a breathing, acting body Christ. I am not a Christian. I, so I'm not. a believer. I believe the Word of God. I'm a living, breathing, acting body. Okay. Christ. <laughs> so I, 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 I'm not sure. Okay, I can explain that. I can be <laughs> explain that one later on. Well, that's another complicated subject. <laughs> I'll leave that one. <laughs> leave that one there. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah well, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, into serving and well, or, well yeah. Well, um, that's another topic. I think I confuse the heck out of me. Never mind. Um, yeah, we're getting our debate on Clubhouse, I think. <laughs> we'll leave that. That'll be a good one for Clubhouse. Um, but that's where I met. If you those who have never heard of Clubhouse, it's an app. It's a global networking app on your phone, literally, and you get invited by phone to somebody inviting you who's on the app already. And it's a way of networking your business from people around the world by simply sitting on your phone and having a conversation. That's what it is. That's how easy it is, because that's all you're doing, is and it's audio only, and you can you get invited onto stages of the the app and and in groups, and you can discuss and talk about things, and it's a really good place to be if you want to network your business and get guests for your podcast, for example, like I'm doing now. So it just depends on what you want, and uh, is uh, yeah, the things have changed. Things have gone from in the building and office building to home to digital to literally virtually everything we are and we do hope that we will get back to meeting more in person we are sort of doing it gradually but properly like we did before this kicked off that we're just literally can meet in person 
naturally without having to go through all the red tape and red tape and red tape that we have to go through at the moment, even just to travel, which is not easy, even across the world. So fingers crossed, well, God, not fingers crossed, you know what I mean? But as in we will get, have, be back to that stage that we can just get on a plane and we don't have to worry about every test possible, every document you have to carry, then we can just be free again. I mean, just hopefully we get that. So tell us, going forward, now, obviously, going forward and looking in the next, what's your really, tail end of really, tail end of twenty twenty one? We're now in August. We're starting to come into the 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 mayor, the probably the the business type section really leading up to Christmas, leading up to the kind of when people start to, the 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 weather's changing again, depending on where you live. Some people, you know, it's getting colder. It falls going to happen. What is your kind of What's your aims or goals or what you still want to achieve for the latter part of this year? And maybe going into 2022, uh, what are you sort of aiming or what are you planning are you in coming up in the near next few months or people that you can look forward to or what's you got coming out? Well, the awesome thing is, like I said, the thing I have coming up, Lord willing, August the 28th, my birthday, my 50th. Okay. Birthday book launch. I'm doing it on Clubhouse, you guys. So follow me on Clubhouse, Sunshine Walker. I am doing my 50th birthday book celebration. Um, Maybe a relaunch of my first book because that book is powerful. It's awesome. And I also am working on two more books as we speak. Two books that I'm working on as we speak as well. So we have my book birthday book launch, August the 28th, coming up in 28 days. And also, I'm working on two books. I'm also working on, I have a publishing company, of course, Royal Press Publishing Company. I am working on two authors' books as we speak. So we'll be doing their book launches in October or November within the next few months of this year. So, and then I'm looking for whoever's listening. I'll help you. I'll publish your book. We do all the cot for Royal Press, my publishing company. Um, even if you don't want to publish with my company, what I can do is a la carte. Whatever services you need, just contact my publishing company. Go to my website, www.royalpresspublishing.com. Or you can go to my website, Sunshine, which is my name. This is a separate website, www.sunshinewalker.com. And you'll be able to contact me through there. And I can help you publish your book or... If you want me to help you write your book, I can assist you in writing your book. We have different services that we offer our authors, even if you want to start a business, even for a lot. There are a lot of people that may already be in business, coaches, consultants, entrepreneurs that are in business right now. I am definitely your girl. I can help you scale your business. I am more than qualified over 20 something, 30 years in business. I'm doing business and I'm very qualified to help you scale your business. So you can contact me if you want to grow your business to six, seven figures and beyond. But there, it is a process and you have to be committed. So those are the things. And also, first and foremost, God, my ministry, helping. I'm on Clubhouse. Our club is I am an overcomer, letting people know that you are overcomer. You are created for a purpose. Someone needs you. You literally are the answer to someone's prayer. Our club meets every Friday, 12 noon Eastern Standard Time on Clubhouse. I have a business networking that I do on Clubhouse every Saturday, unless something comes up. Every Saturday where we network, you come in, you talk about your business, we collaborate on business. 
and it's on Clubhouse every Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I would love to have you in the room. We would love to have you in the room. We have a lot of fun. We network. It's all things business. I answer business questions during that time. And again, that is my business networking room on Clubhouse every Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I would love to have you. And you can reach out to me. Um, on my website, www.sunshinewalker.com. You can go to my publishing company's website where we help you write, publish, and monetize your book, The Seven Figures. Even if you don't want me to publish your book, you can just contact me and I can definitely do a la carte services, formatting, editing, interior formatting, anything you want. You do get to keep some of your royalties and things of that sort. If you want 100% royalties, we can work those things out as well. But I am here to serve you. And this has been a pleasure, Ramsey Fraser. Thank you so much for having me. So what? Um, yeah. So we're, we've just. Right, so we'll have all your the links to where people can connect with you in the show notes of the podcast on Podbean, Podbean uh, from Podbean.com. Um, so people will see the show notes. Um, but yeah. So I do obviously this is your sort of second podcast, but also going live. Uh, a bit camera shy. So how have you found it? <laughs> Yes, I am still camera shy. I don't like doing interviews at all. I, I'm more of an in-person. I don't like looking at cameras. I want to see you in person. I'm a more personal person. I'm very private. You wouldn't believe it because of my purpose. I deal with so many people. But I want to hug you and just see you in person. Like when I was doing my interviews and my websites and workshops, my workshops I meant, in person, I was there to talk to you, pass out flyers, get to say hi and hug on people. That's just me. I'm very personal and I'm very loving. So I miss that. But we're about to get back to that. And that's another yes. thing. Be on the lookout for my in-person event if they don't shut us down. But be on the lookout. Be on the lookout for my in-person event that's coming up either the end of this year or next year where everyone that's on this interview, you're invited. And of course, my social media clubhouse family. I have a lot of people that I um, followers, not a lot of followers, but to me it is because I don't, I don't do social media or anything like that. I'm learning this stuff. So this is my second interview, you guys. So I'm learning and I'm here and I'm showing up. And I want to say to someone, that's the most important thing. Do it afraid. I was petrified to do this interview today, but I did it afraid. I am very qualified to do what I do. I'm a servant. I am a servant leader. And servant leaders, they lead with love. They lead with integrity. They lead with excellence. And they lead with humility and compassion. And that's why I lead with my life. I lead as a servant leader with love, compassion, humility, integrity, and excellence. And I did it afraid. Do it afraid because somebody needs to hear what you have to say. You matter. You have something amazing to offer. You have gifts. You have talents. You something if someone is waiting for you to serve your gifts to the world to them, they need you. So just understand you matter. Show up, do it afraid, make it happen, do it afraid, show up anyhow, because somebody needs you. Now, would you be interested in doing a part two down the line down the line and talking about stuff that you haven't talked about uh today? Um of course, most definitely. But I feel like I've talked about almost everything. But if you would have me, I, I guess I would accept. <laughs> As well, it depends on if you think you, well, I think I could probably highlight a few more things. And I can certainly, as well, I did say I connect you with people uh, for other people who do podcasts. And you can hopefully be on their show as well. Um, and you can hopefully, maybe you'll 
uh, your next, your third live uh, or podcast will be a little bit less uh, dramatic or less kind of frightening or whatever, scared. <laughs> so daunting, that's what the word I was thinking of. So uh, I'll be, yeah, so you can hopefully down the line, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be doing, next time we speak, you'll have done about 10 or 15 live interviews and you'll be, it'll be like water off a duck's back. You'll just go, well, hey, this is, this is great. Well, hey, this is brilliant. This is easy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you'll have it, have it, yeah, you'll have it, Easy, be easy peasy. So um, that's the main thing. But yeah, I thought, well, um, do you feel, I mean, how have you enjoyed? I mean, I, I don't really said too much. I mean, it's, you've made, it's, the main thing is, it's about the guest and it's not about me really saying too much. And it is about your story. Um, how have you felt? How have you felt just over the last uh, hour? Um, you said how I how have I felt over the last. How hour? Have you felt over the last? You've just you've just you've, you've talked for a good hour and you've done a you've really highlighted a lot of stuff in your life. How how do you feel? Um, obviously, doing a podcast and doing this is quite can be quite daunting for people. But how how do you feel now? You've just done it. Yeah, it's it's definitely very daunting. I like to see people and talk to people in person mm-hmm. in real time. I really do. So that's very important for me because I'm very personable. But I was afraid. I showed up. I spoke. I did what I came to do, whatever, or whatever. And um, yeah, I feel I so feel good about myself because I did it. And that's the more I want to impress that upon someone. Just show up. Just be authentically you. Be yourself. Show up. Most importantly, just show up. And what I did, I just showed up. And I'm being authentically myself. I'm not perfect. No one is perfect, but we strive for perfection in Christ Jesus. That's mature in his word. But as far as us messing up, we're human. Um, We're going to mess up. You know, I stuttered. This is life. Real life is not pretty or anything like that. So I am proud of myself for showing up. So I would like to say to someone that's on this um, podcast, just show up. Show up as the authentic version of yourself because, again, you matter. You have something amazing to offer the world, serve your gift to the world. Somebody needs to hear your story. They need to hear your story. They need to hear what you survived through so that they can get through it to give someone hope. So that's why I do the interviews. I don't care. It's nothing else but to help give you hope and give you inspiration to let you know that you are an overcomer and you are stronger than you think and you are victorious and you can get through anything. You are resilient. Ever, you are beautiful and you can get through anything that you need to get through with God. All things are possible. Would you think you, uh, do you ever think you would take your brand across the pond at all? As in UK, Scotland, do you think you, that would ever happen one day? Of course, I will, um, Lord willing, I will I will visit. I have a friend that I met um, in the UK, so I will probably do an event there one year. I'm looking yeah. forward to an event there, a big event there. Well, um, well let's see what happens, and let's, uh, that'll be good. Good. Yeah. Well, I think we'll... Um, We'll wrap things up. As I say, we'll have your show notes, the uh, connections in the show notes, uh, where people can connect, and uh, we can, and yeah, it's, 
gauged at roughly about an hour, just over an hour, which is good. And um, for those, thank you, as I say, thank you to everyone who's watched any via Facebook, listen, we will listen on the podcast, you might watch on YouTube on the replay, wherever you are, we are just uh, using StreamYard, and we thank you for StreamYard, because I get good audio quality from StreamYard, so that's why I use it uh, for the podcast, and as I say, it's a great doing podcast and connecting with people all over the world and giving them uh, people an insight uh, in Scotland to people in America and what they do. And as I say, uh, feel free if you want to write a book, want to publish a book, feel free and connect with Sunshine Walker. And uh, if you can uh, may hopefully start down the road of having your book published and in physical copy as well uh, around the world, you just never know wherever you might be. And shout out to all the people who have been listening. Thank you to who have uh, been watched or listening. Uh, Gary Lutu, who was in Edinburgh, Dr. Jasmine, our former guest. And all the way from Japan, Candy Sakai has been watching as well. So a good thank you very much. Uh, so to everyone who's been watching, have a great rest of your evening, weekend, start of week, wherever you are, time zone-wise, in the world. And can I and, say before we have pleasure, since we are live? You can we are live on you go you can i'm just uh, yeah on you go feel free and say in fact what you can't wait i should have done which i don't i forgot actually you can have the fight give us a final word yes i i believe i gave my final word is that do it afraid i was petrified to do this interview today i don't do live interviews but i did it afraid show up anyhow because someone needs to hear your story to give them hope and inspiration so that they can heal and get through what they're going through. And just remember, you are never alone. Somebody needs you. You are the answer to someone's prayer. You are victorious. Somebody needs to hear your story. And also, I want to give you all my email, I mean, not my email address. My web address is www.sunshinewalker.com. And my publishing company's address, web address is www royalpresspublishing.com and also you all can um, contact me through those websites and things of that sort and also my those are the two websites where you can contact me and this is Sunshine have an amazing blessed day and it has been a pleasure it has been an absolute pleasure much peace love and prosperity and blessings to you all so to everyone who's watching, thank you very much. Until our next interview on Ramsey and Leash Going Beyond Borders, uh, you can catch us then and enjoy the replay, the listing. And uh, to all the people who support us, as in from Irene Smith to Zakia to Ifi Alitham to Brent Mann to Benita Charles, all around the world. And uh, we thank John Drummond, from, who's in Edinburgh as well. We thank you for them as well. And let's have a great one and speak to you soon. Till next time.